Today on Bruce Springsteen Sings the Alphabet, you can look, but you better not touch. Hey everybody and welcome to Bruce Springsteen Sings the Alphabet. It's the only podcast on the internet where we talk about every single Bruce Springsteen song in alphabetical order. I'm J.B. Clark. I'm joined as always by Rob Carmack. Rob... You ready to talk today about uh, some Bruce Springsteen songs? You ready to look at a song? JB, we can we can talk, but we better not touch. We better not touch. Because we're in geographically different spaces. So, that's true. It'd be impossible. Yeah. Difficult. Maybe that's what the, the song is like predicting the invention of Skype. You know, you can you can look yeah, at the person you're talking so, to, but it's actually physically impossible for you to touch them. It's about holograms. Yeah in the future so it's not i'm joking (laughs) so the song anyway um weird weird way to get started so anyway the song jb as you mentioned is you can look but you better not touch this is from the 1980 double album the river and this is our final track from the river after today we're done with the river jb we're sending it off the river is gonna run dry i mean we're we're going we can't give it a hug we're going down to the river, but after today, the river is dry. That's right. Yeah. And this is, obviously, because it's on the river, any of us who attended any of the river shows in 2016, especially on the first leg, heard, we definitely heard this song um, and every other song from the river. So that's cool. So we many of us have heard this song live relatively recently. Uh, there is, on a basic facts level, there is an alternative version of this song on the Ties That Bind, Colon the River Collection, because as... Many people know, before Bruce made The River, the double album, The River, the original plan was for it to be a single album that was supposed to come out in 1979 called The Ties That Bind. And some of the songs from that got thrown out. Some of them got reworked. Some of them got kept. And this is one of the ones that was included in the original but cut. But it's totally reworked. Totally. Have you, did you go back and listen to the original? Like, cut oh, yeah, yeah. It's completely different. It's, it's a lot more Elvisy. Uh, more. It's nowhere near as good. No, no, this is the, I'm, the the choice to change it up um, sonically was was correct. It's it's a lot more like rockabilly. And there's the vocal is like rapish, I guess. Um, yeah. And the guitar tone at the beginning of the original version is really cool, but it's not good. It's not a good song. No, this is a major upgrade from. from yeah. So, this one's great because it's like it's it can be totally rock and roll or totally pop rock. Or totally country, or totally rockabilly. You know what I mean? Like you could play it on any of those stations without like saying it was some sort of crossover hit. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. And which is consistent with a lot of the stuff that you find on the river. Like Cadillac Ranch could also be used to describe. Like all those words could be used to describe Cadillac Ranch. You know, it's like yeah, it could be honky tonk or it could be straight up rock and roll, and it's it really like, is. You in could the play this at a punk club or at a rodeo. Yeah. And everybody would be like, "This sounds, this sounds right. This, yeah, this feels normal this to correct. me." Yeah, it's because it's got that sweet hot rod and like Texas hot rod and guitar. Dude, the, the guitar lick, the the oh. riff that makes yeah. this hands down the best part of the song. The, and the great balls of fire on the piano. <laughs> yeah, with, uh, with the just duopy bass, just all over the place, just loving it. And I will say, having seen this live a couple of times in 2016, it's fun. It, it, it's it, especially since the river. There, there's so much going on on that album, and you, you spend a lot of time with like you know the title track or fade away or um, 
you know, any number of like the songs that Independence Day, you know, there's, there's some very, very down, like somber moments in that album. And this song, if you're playing the album all the way through this, song, this is one of like the places where you kind of come up for air a little bit, at least sonically to where it's just like, how about a, how about a two minute long, just like, um, pedal to the floor rock guitar song, you know? Absolutely. So it does, it serves, it serves a nice purpose. If you're I mean, specifically, if you went to one of the shows and you're like, I'm, I really, I mean, I'm really enjoying all these songs, but like, I need a little rock and roll just kind of injected in here. This is a, this, this song does the job and it's at a good spot on the record to do that. This is what Bruce was trying to touch all the way through the nineties and he never got it. Oh, that's an interesting, t- talk more about that. What do you mean? He was just trying, this is all of his stuff in the nineties sound like it was just trying to capture this moment. Just like the straight rock and roll, like with all the yeah. L- lucky town stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. It just never quite grabbed this the way that I think it was trying to. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, also, <laughs> random. Uh, there was also an early acoustic demo of the song that was leaked. And according, I've not heard it, but according to sources, it, it was like mostly like a reggae kind of sound like maybe he was trying to sound like the police a little bit. Ugh. I'm really glad. I'm almost glad I've never heard that. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Like I don't, I don't know if my ears can yeah. take whatever that would end up being. Maybe it's good, but I, I doubt it. I'm, I'm on the record saying that White Island is my least favorite uh, genre. <laughs> How do you feel about the Police on that, on that note? <laughs> uh, I don't like. I get what the Police are and appreciate them for that. Uh, I think they're super talented. I just don't like the way it sounds. The Police are, are like the most acceptable. Like if you go like from Jack Johnson to the Police, like I can handle the Police. Hmm. Uh, Jack Johnson, I could go without here for the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. I see. I like Jack Johnson. I like I sort of like the the island chill of it all. The Police. The Police is one of those bands. I own several albums by the Police. I, I have Synchronicity on vinyl. I've I've tried so hard to become somebody who just likes listening to the Police, and I like a lot of their hits. But God help me, it just it it eludes me. I just I cannot get there. And it it, it is a lot of the, of it is just sort of that straight up white reggae. I don't know why it just it doesn't connect with me uh, again other than like the big hits I, I have a really hard time yeah. listening like to a full album from top to bottom without getting tired of it I read this article when I was pretty young and just getting into music about how they all recorded on like the same synth piano electric piano and like just mailed their parts to each other because they didn't like to be in the studio together like they didn't right? even write on instruments they just like <laughs> to my recollection that was like my first sort of like real sort of foray into learning about the police and i was like that's the most garbage thing i've ever heard yeah well i mean imagine imagine the other being the other two guys in the police who were like well our our good friend sting seemed to do pretty great but we're we're still out here collecting royalties off of like roxanne you know, or yeah, like, which is probably just fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for sure. Like, that's better than... Ha- I mean, if you could choose to either collect royalties from Roxanne or not collect royalties from Roxanne, obviously, the correct collect choice royalties is to collect from, the royalties. Yeah, yeah. But um, I remember... Like, I even went... When they did a reunion tour, like, 12 years ago, I think. And I went. And my... Uh, Caroline and I, we weren't married yet, but um, we went to, to that show. And I remember thinking, like, this is great. This is going to be cool. I'm going to get to hear this live, and I'm going to really finally figure out what it is that I'm not hearing whenever I listen to the police. And it was a good show, but it did not convert me. Like I, I really, this yeah. is one of those bands. Like I really, really want to love the police. And I just, I just don't think don't. I could sit down and watch Sting sing for like an hour, you know, 
It's see, it's not him. It's not like I, I don't mind Sting. It's the it's the overall. It's just the the reggae stuff. It's the it's the that style. I just don't connect with. I guess yeah. But um, I'm good with like reggae. I thought I didn't like reggae, and then someone took me to see Steel Pulse. I don't know, man. Steel I, Roots. If we're not talking about Bob Marley, I'm in the dark about <laughs> about reggae. Yeah, someone took me to see Steel Pulse, which is like a old reggae band hmm. and i was like oh this is great <laughs> i don't like white island that's what i don't like <laughs> yeah uh yeah <laughs> well so apparently I don't like sublime <laughs> oh my gosh I, I i always forget about sublime yeah you're right <laughs> um yeah so apparently there's a version of this song out there that probably does sound a little bit like if sublime had been a band in 1980 um so Ugh. yeah i don't know i'm I'm guessing, but I, I, so anyway, obviously that is not the version of this song that ended up on the record. So, um, I think for what it is, this is the best possible version of this song that could have existed. Um, we'll talk about the lyrics in a minute. I'm not crazy about the lyrics, but I do. The music is irresistible. It's, it's, it's oh, a good, sure. it's a, it, it's a, it's a banger. It's a really good rock song. Yeah. Uh, all right. You want to do lyrics? Yes, I do. So, uh, all right. you go. Yes. Yesterday I went shopping, buddy, down to the mall looking for something pretty I can hang on my wall. I knocked over a lamp. Before it hit the floor, I caught it. The salesman turned around and said, boy, you can, you break that thing, you bought it. You can look, but you better not touch, boy. You can look, but you better not touch. Mess around and you'll end up in Dutch, boy. You can look, but you better not. No, you better not. No, you better not touch. So, apparently, this person has gone shopping with my kids. Because, yeah, yeah the number of times <laughs> I have to say... Look with your eyes, not with your hands. Don't touch that. We don't. We can't afford that. Put it down softly. You know, like so. Yeah. The opening verse of this rock and roll song is about a guy going to the mall and going almost the mall. breaking a lamp. That's right. And uh, so tell me, okay. Bruce is a man of the people. You know, like that's relatable. Yeah. Totally. Hashtag relatable. We've Hashtag all been to the mall. We've all knocked something off of a off of a, a, a surface at a furniture store and thought. Ooh, did anybody see that? Is that is that does that make me a bad person if I just let this sit here broken? <laughs> uh, we've all done it. Just walk away. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tell me, can you tell me what does mess around? You'll end up in Dutch, boy. What does ending up in Dutch mean? Is that jail? I don't know. You want me to Google it? I mean, sure. We're here. We might we might as well figure out what this means. What does this mean? There's somebody out there. Oh. I'm sure that's like, oh yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> Google said, Jezal uh, Eindijen, which they say you'll end up in Dutch. <laughs> oh, that's really funny. So it translated the words, you'll end up. Yeah. Into I mean, Dutch. going Dutch means like to split the bill, right? Yeah. So does that mean like if you mess around, you'll end up by yourself? You'll end up like going to dinner alone? Which uh, I guess so. I mean, that might make sense overall, but that it's, it's got nothing to do with going to the mall. If we're if we're to believe that the salesman is the one saying this to him, like, what are you, are you saying that if I break this lamp, my girlfriend will break up with me? Like, what? What does one thing have to do with the other, salesman? At the it mall? looks like it just means you're in trouble with somebody. End up in Dutch. This is an expression I've never heard before, other than it, outside of outside of the context of this song, obviously. It's like fifty years old, sort of the expression. Maybe. So. Every, yeah, every once in a while, man, I come across an expression and I'm like, did not know that was the thing. But everybody out there seems to. So I guess that's it. 
mess around and you'll end up in Dutch. I'm going to say that to my kids next time one of them is in trouble and see if they respond as if they know what I'm talking about. You yeah. Know, if you don't go to bed right now, you're going to end up in Dutch. And I no, that's not going to work at all. I can already tell you. That's a dead end. Yeah. I mean, they'll probably understand. They'll probably make fun of you, but they'll probably understand like that that means they're going to be in trouble. Yeah. Some context. That's right. Yeah, they'll <laughs> Yeah, con- context clues. They'll hear the tone of my voice and they'll be like, "Okay, I don't know." They're what pretty that bright means. kids. I've met them. They are, but they're also bright enough to know that like asking questions is the best way to stay out of like they they know that they're not gonna get get in trouble if they just ask a question. And so the next question will be like, "What does that mean? What, yeah, are you, what exactly are you threatening point. with? Or, or are you saying like we won't <laughs> we won't get to like go swimming on Saturday? Like what what exactly does end up in Dutch mean?" Like what are the what are yeah. the intended consequences of this? Threat? What are the consequences? Yeah. Let's see if I can deal with them or not. This is very vague. I don't understand. Having never yeah, um, having and having never learned to speak Dutch myself, I don't know. Um, all right, well go go ahead and I mean we'll we'll leave that on the table for now. So you want to go ahead and do the next verse? <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I came home from work and I switched on channel five. There was a pretty little girly looking straight into my eyes little while girly. I watched as she. She wiggled back and forth across the screen. She didn't get me excited. She just made me feel mean. You can look, but you better not touch. Okay, this is a little bit interesting and a little weird. So he comes home. He turns on the TV. He sees a pretty girl wiggling back and forth. And then the line, she didn't get me excited. She just made me feel mean. What? The hell I don't know if that's like here. a like a law lo- I don't know like a weird longing thing. I don't know well, what that is. Well, and I, I realize that th- the song this is from nineteen written in nineteen seventy nine released in nineteen eighty. This is before the uh, the phrase incel was a thing, and you know what I mean. I had the same sort of thoughts. Yeah, but uh, and and for those who don't know, incel is a term that is used by men on the internet who are mad that women won't sleep with them. And it, it's short for involuntarily celibate, incel. And a lot of the rage that you see coming out of, I mean, quite frankly, there's a, there's a lot of overlap between incels and white supremacists. But a lot, a lot of the rage that you see, like directed misogynist rage directed towards women, are coming from these types of people. And this to me sounds like it's coming from somebody who sees the world in this way. You know, like... There, there's a girl out there, and I can't have her, even though I think she's pretty. And the knowledge of that doesn't make me excited. It makes me feel mean. Yeah. In fact, I was just reading, and this is very dark, but I was just reading um, an article about how this this type of culture sort of continues to persist. And the 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 way it sort of gets described is like a a older adolescent or like a, a man in his twenties and thirties like sees a woman and like tries to like make eye contact with her or tries to be flirty with her. She is not reciprocate. She doesn't reciprocate. And that feels the initial feeling of that is shame. But in order to avoid feeling the shame, the shame gets switched over into anger. And so, and it becomes like, rage, you know? And so the, the idea of having a woman be a, a pretty woman, be inaccessible and the emotion that comes out of the person be anger or rage. She just made me feel mean. That's uh. This song was lighthearted until he said that, and now I'm like, "Whoa!" Like I, I don't, I don't love that at all. You know, what do you make of? Yeah, that? I, I wonder if it's sort of like just mean was the word that fit, like that rhyme with screen that just meant bad. 
Yeah. Well, it's and it's not like she's taunting him, right? Like through the, the TV screen that it's about him and and going into the chorus, you can look, but you better not touch. You know. It's, yeah. It's like this is this is for for you to look at I, because in this in this universe of the song, the woman is an object to be observed but not interacted with, and he's mad about it. Right. I don't know. Any other thoughts on that? Yeah, I think it might be more of like a longing, like it just made me feel bad that I couldn't like she was, you know, like like you said about Skype and not being able to touch through the screen. <laughs> right. Then about like I don't think I don't think Bruce has these incel feelings or rights from that place often. No, well and that's which is the only reason that makes it feel weird for me. Like that interpretation not feel right, you know? Well and that's that's sort of the thing about Bruce in general that I think a lot of people miss, which is a lot of times the narrator in his song isn't really him. Yeah, I guess it's not him. You know, and so, and, and we've had this issue going back to like working on the highway or Darlington County. You know, like Bruce writes from the point of view of people who are kind of losers, you know, or uh, pe- people that you wouldn't necessarily admire. Like he, he's not presenting a coherent, viable worldview. He's just explaining like a character who thinks this way might have this thought, you know? Yeah, and I guess he's pretty good at accessing that. Like he wrote Nebraska, so. Yeah. For, oh, yeah. I mean, he wrote. Yeah, he wrote a song from the point of view of Charles Starkweather. Like he's he's fully yeah. capable of entering into the point of view of people that are difficult to empathize with. Now that said, up until this point, like I said, this is a pretty lighthearted, rocking kind of song, and this this line to me in the year two thousand nineteen kind of deflates the joy of what the song was attempting to create. You know, because again, because yeah. I, this isn't nineteen eighty; it's two thousand nineteen, and a line like that is is harder to kind of stomach no for sure i hear that all right so last verse when i called up dirty annie on the telephone dirty annie i took her That's out another of the, bruce springsteen yeah don't don't love that though <laughs> no uh, i took her out to the drive-in just to get her alone so he's calling up you know a girl who has a bad reputation and asking her if she wants to go to movie theater because because he know, thinks she's easy feeling mean yeah yeah uh found a lover's rendezvous the music low set uh set to park I heard a tapping on the window and a voice in the dark. You can look, but you better not touch, boy. So we're to assume so, this is either a cop or Dirty Annie's mother or father. All the way through the song, the narrator is, is having his desire, being being told that he can't have the thing, the object of his desire. Yeah, he's being he's being denied a thing that he wants. Like he sees something, he likes the way it looks, and he's being denied permission to to touch it. Yeah, and it being at least in the the two later verses is a woman one one who's on tv and one who is in his car yes well and i mean if you if you track the if you track the thought process if the narrator is the same person in the second verse as it is in the third verse it's like it gets a little bit more insidious you know what i mean like he turns he turns on the tv he sees the woman that he can't have and it makes him feel mean and then he calls up a girl he refers to here as dirty annie and his right. plan is like, well, I can't have the girl on the screen who is the one I really want. So I'm, you know, I'll settle. Maybe for the, I can make it with Dirty Annie. Yeah, because that 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 seems to be the reputation that he's uh, subscribed to about her. And um, yeah, I the lyrics to this song are kind of terrible. You know, <laughs> they're kind of, they're kind of degrading. You know what I mean? Which is too bad because yeah. like the the sound of the song is great, but. The, the lyrics, and, and again, and we're, I know we're going to get emails or tweets or whatever about like, this is 1980 and Bruce is a different person and he doesn't really think, you know, but yeah, okay. But the character in this song, like if we're going to get mad at the character in the song working on the highway for running off with an underage girl, then we need to get angry at the guy in this song also who's like, 
who sees women as objects to be like claimed with his hands and he gets he doesn't just feel sad or rejected he gets in his words he feels mean when he doesn't get the thing that he wants yeah and the thing that he wants is a woman do you think it's like you think it's like a he's like writing a hero or do you think this is a commentary on a type of person i mean that's that's a good question and obviously i don't think it's a hero i i don't think that this is somebody he's inviting us to see the world through you know what i mean and and i mean i say that first of all because this is not at all a sympathetic character but also because there's a lot of this on the river. There's a lot of, you know, like he wrote, he, there's Sherry, Dar- he wrote an entire song about how much he hates his mother-in-law, you know? And so there's a, and he's not even married in, in you know, in, in real right. life. So, so no, I don't think he's, he's writing a hero, but I think the tone of the song and the joyous rocking, like nature of the song coupled with sort of this incel mindset, even again, I fully understand this is 1980. There was no such thing as incels. Like, we didn't have that name. But it to me, it feels too joyous to be articulating things that are that insidious and dark. You know what I mean? Like, I... I, I, I and, and I totally understand. Like, it's... It, with... There's several other songs that I have this issue with. Um, but I can, I can almost... I can almost forgive, like, I'm on fire for you know hey little girl is your daddy home because there's an ominous sort of tone to that song but this one is really just like everybody get out uh, get out of your chair and shake your asses because and then he's you know he's inviting us to enjoy this song at a certain kind of level you know right so i don't know and maybe this is just a hang up for me and again i'm 100 percent sure that we will hear from people who um think we're taking this way too seriously but i mean part of what we do here is read the lyrics and you know, I can't. I can't go back to 1980 and read these lyrics. I have to do it in 2019, and I I have a hard time with these lyrics. Yeah, I don't know. Do you Do you feel? Am I being too hard on this song? Uh, I mean, I, I everything you're saying makes sense. I don't get all that when I listen to it. You know, like it's it's far less insidious to me. Yeah, but I mean, like I hear I hear what you're saying. You're not wrong. <laughs> um. Yeah. So. Yeah. But yeah, and again, like the the objectification, even when there's a person that he's with, he names her Dirty Annie because I guarantee you she did not give herself that nickname. You know. Right, right. So, so yeah, it's about sexual frustration and how it's not his fault or whatever. So anyway, again, I I fully realize, you know, I I may be I may be taking this song way way more seriously than I should, but I don't know. That's that's where I'm at with it. So uh, I don't know. Do you have any other like thoughts or observations? Anything that needs to be mentioned here? Uh, no, not really. Well, how many broken lamps would you give this song? I I think I have to give it four. Okay. I I, I totally can see why. Like again, like musically, the song is great. I I'm giving it a two and a half. I'm gonna give it five for the music and zero for the lyrics. So it it's gonna gotcha. average up to two and a half. So this this is my yeah. least favorite song on the river because of that. Like I, musically, it, it's it's very good. I really enjoy it musically. It's just like this this is the one song on the river where I'm like I don't I can't get past the lyrics here. Like I got almost, you. Yeah. So anyway, not not to ruin not to ruin a perfectly fun like sounding rock song, but yeah, anyway, that's where I'm at with it. I look forward to hearing what everybody else thinks about my take on this. So, uh, so you're a four, I'm a two and a half, and that is it for the river. We're all done with the so river. Yeah. Farthest apart we've been in a while. Yeah, I can't remember the last time we were we were uh, we were as divided as this. And I mean, it's really not that. It's a point and a half, but you know. 
Um, it's pretty far apart, man. Pretty, yeah, for us, it, it, it is a little far apart. Um, it's pretty far apart. Well, we have we have seven episodes to go, JB. We're not um, we're, we're closing in on this whole thing. So seven songs to go. And oh, you have a nickname to hand out. I do. I've got uh, a shout out and a nickname. Okay. So shout out uh, to Nancy Sable, a uh, new patron who opted to not have a nickname, but I believe we'll be hearing from her uh, after we finish this lap. So that'll be cool. Oh, nice. Uh, so thanks for supporting us, Nancy. Uh, thanks for the messages and uh, look forward to talking to you in the Slack channel. Uh, we do have uh, Owen Charnley is a uh, is a new patron i got a uh, nickname so glowing owen charlie charnley uh owen's been glowing since he saw the magic up close but even when you unplug it it tears his heart out until he sobs and that's all right with him glowing owen charnley <laughs> i like that man all yeah right. he just saw, like told a great story about being a bruce springsteen fan and then like Going to see him and like, you know, not being like a fan fan, but just his family loved Bruce Springsteen and he liked it and all. And then he saw it in person and was just like, yeah, that's it. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah. There, there is something about being in the room when Bruce Springsteen is doing what he refers to as his magic trick. That is. Yeah, it's a magic trick, man. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, thanks, Owen, for for the support. And uh, who? what was the name of the other person who you just shouted out? Uh, it was Nancy Sable. Nancy Sable. So thank thank you to Owen and to Nancy uh, for listening and for supporting and uh, you know being being part of the being part of the conversation. It's fun. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks everybody for listening. JB, thanks for uh, dealing with the awkwardness that were that that was the lyrics of "You Can Look But You Better Not Touch." And hey, it's uh, all right. Yeah. Well, uh, join us next time. We'll be back in your feed uh, later this week, and we'll be talking about the song "You Can't Judge a Book by Its Cover." To which many of our listeners are like, what? (laughs) But that's one of the songs that we're talking about. So we will see y'all then when we talk about that. And as I said before, we have seven episodes to go. So let's savor each moment while we can. And that's all I've got to say about that. So we'll see you next time.